0: If you have your Bibles, uh, turn to Matthew 9. Uh, that's where we're going to be uh, mainly at. But I'm going to read uh, just real quickly, i uh, put it on the slide, out of Luke 4. So um, I'm just going to give you some context. So this Luke is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Um, and so I'm just going to read it straight out of Luke 4, verse uh, 42. It says, When it was day, he, talking about Jesus, went out and made his way to a deserted place. But the crowds were searching for him. They came to him and tried to keep him from leaving. But he said to them, it is necessary for me to proclaim the good news about the kingdom of God to the other towns also. Because I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So this is a little bit context of this is Jesus's mission. He's, he's going around and, and at this specific uh, little town outside of Capernaum, he's healing all kinds of diseases, casting out demons, and the people are like, Jesus, you can't leave. Uh, you need to stay here and do all these things here. Yet Jesus says this, that he needs to, uh, it is necessary for me to continue on to these other towns. This is this was what I sent for my purpose. That word sent for this purpose is the Greek word apostello. It's where we get the word apostle. It means to be sent away from. They define it alone lexicon, defined it as sent on a defined mission by a superior. So we see here in this context, this is Jesus's mission, that Jesus had a mission, a purpose and reason for what he was doing. And you see here these two things uh, revolved around this mission. It meant meant proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God was near. Proclaiming, being this speaking it out that this kingdom of heaven was breaking into the world now. But it was also a demonstration, an experience of this good news. And so what we read in this context now in Matthew 9, right, is Jesus doing what he was called to do, his mission, you can see a similar, similar words in Matthew 9, verses 35-38. He says, Jesus continued going around to all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness. So, right? We have two different accounts. We have a Luke account. We have a Matthew account. Both are showing the mission of Jesus, both proclaiming the good news, preaching the good news of the kingdom, but also people experiencing the good news of the kingdom, demonstrating the the good news of the kingdom. But verse 36, it says this, when he saw the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. So we get this context of Jesus is doing this thing, right? He is, he's going around. He's, he's proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. He's healing people. But he gets to a place, and he brings his disciples aside and says, Hey, look, I want you, I want you to see what I am seeing. And it says Jesus had compassion. That's a, that's a pretty uh, neutered word, I think, in a sense. What it means in this context, uh, this is to be moved in your inward parts. It's it's the seat of our affections. It's it's similar to the Hebrew word that means womb or the core of who we are. It's these tender feelings or this intense emotion. This is what Jesus was feeling, almost as if, uh, if you've ever been in a situation as a parent, and uh, you have you ever like lost your kid, you know, have you ever done that, like you lost track of them and you don't know where they went. You know, do you guys remember going to like stores? You guys remember those? Um, you know, we had those and you went shopping and uh, you know, like those, um, the stores, the, the clothes rack and you could hide in the middle of it, right? You guys remember those? And you, uh, this is what I did, you know, when you're shopping, this shopping is horrible. And so you hide and you play hide and seek from your parents, it's fun. Um, and then you get lost uh, from your kids. But if you've ever had that experience, right? and where the parents, it's like this inward, intense feeling of, oh my gosh, where's my kid? Right? This, you, guys, you guys get the sense of what Jesus is feeling here. And he's seeing this whole group of people, this whole crowd. And he said, and his heart is just breaking for this. And so what we see at Jesus' mission, it was it was fueled by love. That his mission of proclaiming this good news and demonstrating this good news, it was fueled by love. And so this is what this mission is all about. Is it is fueled by the love of God. Um, and that's the, that's the whole point. Is, is a mission. For God what? So love the world that he sent Jesus. And so that, then he goes on, he, right? And he says, therefore, he tells his disciples, therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. So point two here, right? Is Jesus had a mission but it wasn't a mission that was not his alone. That he wasn't just to do this tour, to go around and do the Jesus tour. His goal was that there would be workers who would come along and share his mission. That there were people who would see this opportunity that, that they also could be on mission with Jesus. And so we see this mission begins in the heart of God, but it's fulfilled with the people of God. Coming alongside Jesus, being sent, And Jesus actually gives his disciples two things that we're going to talk about as we just transition really quick. Right? He sends his disciples doing two things, praying and going. Right? Did you hear that? Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. So to do this mission with Jesus, he's called us to pray. To pray. And I think there's a couple things of why he calls us to pray. I think in praying, we get an awareness of this mission of Jesus to see what God sees and so Jesus uses two analogies here that depending on where your upbringing is, if you're a hick like me, you understand, if you're a city boy, you're like, I don't get it he uses sheep and fields, alright first sheep, right He he wants to show you that people that the cause or the root cause of their distress is their lostness you guys follow me? is their lostness. Their distress is caused by their lostness. If you know anything about sheep, um, they need a shepherd. If they don't have a shepherd, they don't have protection, they don't have direction, and they don't, they're not part of their flock. And so what he's saying is, a sheep without a shepherd is, doesn't have somebody to come alongside of them to protect them. Right? I don't know if you know this about sheep. They don't have fangs. All right, They don't have any way... Uh, to protect themselves. They're about as vulnerable as an animal as you can get, and they're not very smart, all right? The only thing that I think protects them is a shepherd. And so their distress is they don't have that protection. They don't have that voice to lead them. They, They don't have that provision. And so when we pray and we seek God's heart for people, we see that we get to see people in a different light. I think it moves us from being judgmental to compassion. That we see some of their behavior, and, and I think sometimes our temptation is to be judgmental and, and standoffish. But Jesus, when we pray, we get this, we get an awareness of how Jesus sees people, and it makes, it makes us move into to where people are. It draws us to people. And then, as this part of this prayer is, this mission of Jesus is to, for, so it will capture other people's heart as well that other people would come along and see what you're seeing, as Jesus said. Again, so the second analogy was a field or harvest. So uh, for some of us farmers know, like, if you went out and harvested corn right now, you'd be like, that's really dumb, right? Why? Because it's not ready, right? You can harvest wheat right now because it's, that's in its season. Corn, unless it's some sweet corn, corn is not ready, So the issue is not readiness of the hospital, because guess what? People are always in season. You know what I'm saying? People are always in season to harvest. Why? Because there's people who are distressed and without a shepherd. There are people, like, you know, I know your people in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your family. Are they distressed? Are they lost? Are they looking for direction? People are always in season. What's the issue? It's not the readiness, it's the workers. It's people having that mission with Jesus. The issue is not the readiness of the harvest, but the number of workers harvesting. And then in prayer, as we pray, we become ready to become the answer to our prayers. Because as you see, and in chapter 9, if you have your physical Bible with us, if you go to chapter 10, a lot of you have a, a, a title that says, Commissioning the Twelve. So Jesus first tells his disciples to pray, and then he sends them out. I'm gonna read just a little bit of a couple of those verses. At the beginning of chapter 10, verse one, it says, he's summoning his 12 disciples. He gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to heal every disease and sickness. Jesus then sent out that same word of apostello, these 12, and these part of his instructions were, as you go, proclaim the kingdom of heaven has come near, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you receive, freely you give. Do you see the connection? Jesus' mission becomes our mission. We become the answer to our own prayers. So Jesus' mission becomes our mission by praying and then going. Being a people on mission where people are the mission. Because people are are, are in harvest. They're in season. So, real quickly, two things you could do that this week. Uh, The first one is, as you heard Phil talk about, if you zoned out, guess what? You get a reminder. We have a prayer room Tuesday evening, right? We have we just cultivate a a monthly time to gather to prayer. Again, again, in order to to be on mission with Jesus, it's praying and it's going. So we're going to be continue to pray for the lost, pray for our community, pray for uh, ways in which we can be workers in his in his harvest. And then going, all right? So over the next six to seven weeks, we're going to be talking and highlight some different opportunities, right? This isn't to guilt trip you to do everything, okay? This is just to see what God's doing already and just joining him in it, all right? And so part of this is in that prayer. And so one of the things as a church we're doing on July 29th is we're doing another back-to-school back outreach. And so as, as Phil alluded to, we are partnering with different organizations. We, they anticipate somewhere, I think, like 500 families coming to this thing. Um, and a lot of it is uh, for families to get clothes vouchers. But we're also providing some haircut vouchers, providing food and some stuff for the kids. And so again, you can volunteer between 8.30 and 12.30. There's two-hour slots. You can join us in that. So again, praying and going. This is what it means to be on mission with Jesus. And there's just one last thing. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. That was pretty fast. I don't know if that was 10 minutes. Um, I got a clap for, because it was 10 minutes. <laughs> See, I get, like, no amens, but, hey, you're done? All right. 10-minute um, sermons from now on. Um, but, I, I, you know, I was just reflecting on my life, you know? I was just reflecting on my life and where I am at with Jesus. And I know it came from people praying for me. And I know it came from people who said yes to be on mission with Jesus. And I want you to think about your, your, if you're a follower of Jesus. I just want you to, even this week, just begin thanking God for the people who've prayed for you and who've decided to be a worker for Jesus. And I could just think about the countless people. I think about my family and, and the, the church I grew up in. I think about uh, the, just the different uh, leaders and organizations I've been a part in uh, that said yes to Jesus, not just to be a disciple or a follower of Jesus, but was willing to be sent and be on mission with Jesus, to invest in me, to be, see that um, I needed a shepherd in my life. And, and I just want you to take a moment, uh, again, so that that would stir up in you this idea that you aren't where you're at with people who haven't, who, because of people who said yes to Jesus and decided to be on mission with Jesus. So with that in mind, let's going to stand and we're going to close in worship and then we're going to end with the ministry time. So Jesus, we thank you that you're a Jesus uh, that embodies the heart of God. That this mission is fueled by love. That you are a God who In our brokenness, in our distress, you you could have easily just judged us and left us on our own, yet you entered into our world out of love. And I'm thankful for opportunities like LifeWise, to missions, to the school outreach, to all these different things, that we can embody your heart of love and compassion for your people. Because people are the mission. To experience, to hear about the good news of, of you, Jesus. And what we are doing as we end here is we are worshiping that we have tasted and experienced this good news. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name.